0: Welcome to our brand new show. It's not that complicated, so listen close. We'll go through IMDB, reviewing all of Tom Hanks' movies. Hank's Bank, Hank's Bank. Hank's Bank, Hank's Bank. Hank's Bank, Hank's Bank. Hank's Bank. Oh god, we recording. Great, thanks. Right while I'm stretching. Don't worry, this is just a... a we're easing in slower this week, aren't oh we? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than the Rather than the hot, cold open it's, from last week.
1: Last week was a cold open, uh, this is a yeah. nice, soft, it's a cup of tea on a stormy day. It's, Let me ruin uh, that for you Hello and welcome to Hanks like The show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks'
0: entire IMDB I'm Jamie Lobson, and with me as always is my co-host Alexander Cohen Pomeroy Gillespie Say hello Alexander Cohen Pomeroy Gillespie Hello Alexander Cohen Pomeroy Gillespie <laughs> How could I say your name That's maybe? not my name
1: What? When I was, I want to say 16 Okay There were some girls at my high school that I thought were very cute And we were like joking around and they were like We will buy you a... Was a brother from my sister they were like we'll pay a 50p each and I was like sure okay that sounds fun and again you want to be a cool 16 year old you know you're like I don't know how to act with girls yet very well like you know, you know conceptually, but not necessarily in a uh, way to be like, Katie or me, my girlfriend." And so they bought me from my sister for fifty pence, and I changed my name on Facebook, and I haven't changed it back. <laughs> I fully thought, that, I fully thought that is your actual name. No, no, no. my actual name is Alexander David Christian Polycarp Gillespie. Which oh is, yeah, way better. Oh. I've also,
0: I don't think I've heard any of those words. The, the, I don't know whether that was two names or three names between your first and last name. You just three. kind of mumbled through. <laughs> David Christian Polycarp. Oh. God that's so much worse yeah. So it's been a crazy week this week Al London yeah. has had every weather under the sun We had 38 degrees We had yeah. rain We had thunder We but had Johnson's cloudy with a chance of meatballs Oh I can't believe you walked over my
1: joke Sorry
0: I fucking hate you I thought of that joke in bed this morning And I've been so excited <laughs> to say it <laughs> I'll admit, Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, it's not a great one song, <laughs> but that's the only thing you decided to talk over. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. I
1: practiced that joke this song. I, I like the idea of you just in bed turning to the mirror going, Cloudy with a Chance of Meeples. <laughs>
0: Um yeah, also Boris Johnson is Prime Minister now. That's fun. That's not, you know, anxiety inducing for the entire country at all. How was your week, other than the hot weather and the cold weather and the wet
1: weather? And the Boris Johnson?
0: Um, you know, it, the was, Boris Johnson it weather. was
1: okay. It was it, it was a fairly uneventful week. Um Alyssa is now off on a holiday in calendar. So uh, we're home alone, Jamie. yeah, are home yeah, yeah. alone.
0: Yeah, so what's happening this week is we're reco- because you're um going away in a few weeks, uh, we're recording three episodes in a week. Uh, this week this is the first of those uh, and dear listeners and dear Al uh, I don't know if you remember last time we did that oh it it really put some strains on our friendship oh. <laughs> we were not having a fun time by the end of that so uh, get ready dear listeners over the next three weeks you might see us catapulting into our own demise Quite, quite, quite. <laughs> so what do we do here Al well I'm gonna let you do it this week So obviously, we're the show that chronology reviews Tom Hanks' entire IMDb, but that couldn't be the entire concept of the show. No, 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 no.
1: Uh, like movies from the early '90s, like scripts from the late '80s. We need a big concept to make this podcast work. All these other podcasts, which are just like, oh, we're gonna review podcasts, blah blah blah, bullshit, Jamie. Wait, bullshit. the only podcast that oh, we're gonna I'm review, gonna review podcasts. podcasts. We're gonna review them. <laughs> <They're>, Where <laughs> are these podcasts going, idiots. idiots? Every other podcast is an idiot. Take that. Isn't that technically us but reviewing podcasts? podcasts. <laughs> Shh. Shh. so anyway one day Jamie and I were walking down the street what street you ask Regent Street because we're flush with cash we're not flush with cash but this is in the concept Okay. and we're buying some stuff we're snorting lines of cocaine off the side of the street walk and all of a sudden aliens come down we they, well, they come down we don't go up or maybe it's a bit of both and they're like <laughs> in the dudes uh, we saw you do some cocaine off the street can you please uh, tell us uh, what we should do uh, you know, should we should we save humanity? Should we kill you guys? Or should you come join the uh, United, United States, States of space. space? And we go, oh, fuck. And they go, yeah, I mean, uh, that's really unfortunate, but uh, well, you're not qualified, but you you clearly saw floods for cash. And then we were like, what do we need to do? And they go, show us your best human... Show sure, us something which will make us uh, want to let you join the United States space. And we go, mate, let me tell you about a little guy called Tom Hanks. And they're like, sure. Can uh, What does he do? Act. Cool. Can we see one of his plays? He's not a play actor. He's a movie actor. Great. Even better. Uh, an wh- occasional TV show actor. An occasional TV show actor. And, uh, you know, a guy with a typewriter. And they go, great, uh, can we watch all his films? I'm like, ooh, ooh. ooh." How long you got,
0: to be honest? Don't
1: don't watch all his films. (laughs) Uh, We will just get you his best ones. And they're like, sure, okay. How long do you need? Oh, about... Two years, more or less. <laughs> <some> Tim plans <laughs> how many films he comes out with before we reach the end. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was that was like six months ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah, here. but
0: this is what episode twenty-two now. Yeah, yeah. So five, that's five months. Yeah,
1: man. Sure. So that's, that's that's a long Shit. fucking time we've been Shit. doing this, Al, and still no one listens. <laughs> Jamie, before we start in uh, okay. on the podcast yep. proper, uh, we have uh, a quick message from uh, Friends' Vault. Okay. Uh,
0: which is from friend of the show, Patricia. I do, sorry, Al, I'm clearly not feeling well today because uh-huh. I didn't join in, and I apologise. Yeah, what true, I should yeah. have done was... <laughs> French thoughts! French. Sorry, now we can do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, um, uh, she says that she just listened to the episode of Joe vs the Volcano, and she has some thoughts. First of all, the opening was hilarious, and I was laughing all the way up to and including the part where Jamie was pleading with you to stop dabbing. Classic <laughs> comedy gold. <girl. laughs>
0: Secondly, for, for, for people who haven't listened to last week's episode, um, we had a cold open in which Alexander um, gave an in-depth review of Taylor Swift's
1: discography, which was for about
0: five minutes. Which,
1: which was about beside the point. Like I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I still but, think 1989 is not great. Amber has good songs for okay. sure. Throwing that out there. Anyway, um, but now we get to the main crux of the issue. Yeah. Secondly, I'd like to posit that Jamie's the equivalent uh, of a fake gamer girl. What? He continues to pander to nerd audiences, like insisting on calling the island Waluigi Woo. That was you! And in a previous episode, gushing about how excited he was to play Super Mario Maker 2. I did do that, but this is bullshit. You came up with Waluigi Woo! However, I did very much enjoy it. But. He makes the egregious mistake of mixing up Ivysaur and uh, Venusaur. Yes, 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 yes. Which are part of Gen 1, the most beloved and well-known generation. And it's not like they're just general Pokemon, uh. they're starters. And he was the one who insisted on using the Pokemon. Therefore I demand an apology letter from Jamie to the listeners of Hangspang for being a fake gamer girl. Jamie, uh, the people have spoken and we will have to expect an apology letter. Yeah, I'll
0: deliver one next week, to be honest. Oh, I feel very exposed. I, I felt <laughs> I felt very bad about that in the moment, and
1: did. For, 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 I did. I immediately Sorry. felt very bad about you it. You stopped and like, said, f- f- very, like a good two minutes later. You stopped us and went. It's been a that. Like yes, this.
0: I stopped the carry on of the podcast, and I'm the one who normally likes us to keep it to a solid hour. I'm the one who doesn't like the big deviations, <laughs> but I brought the podcast to a halt to be like, "Fuck! I named the wrong fucking Pokemon." <laughs> So really, to be honest, You're the people considering the how much um, stress I expressed on the podcast about that error. Sorry, who was it? Who sent in that friends for? Patricia. Patricia, that was bullying what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> I expressed my stress and my deep, deep apology for making that error. And I will do an apology letter next week. But know that you have attacked me. <laughs> Right. So, what do we do normally? are? we have a historical context and a show sure. context. Uh, right. This week we are doing Bonfire of the Vanities, released in 1990. Uh, you are doing the historical context this week. Yes. Yes. You. You <laughs> gave me a look there, which was like you hadn't done it, like we were both going to do competing <laughs> show contexts. Um oh, so yeah ooh, historical nice. context and um, <laughs> no, it's, <not>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to
1: be repeating the same things oh, God, so gonna... different emphasis and jokes <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll get like a third party to mediate between the two okay. um, yeah so uh, look a bit of a weird situation here where yep. last week obviously we reviewed Joe vs the Volcano yep. came out towards the beginning of 1990 uh, this film um, Bonfire of Father Vanities comes out at the tail end of the 1990s uh, the 1990 year 1990 sorry Um, So instead, what we're going to do is, because there are no films in the year 1991, I'm talking about 1991, 1991. which is kind of interesting. Because let me tell you what, 1991 is a great year for all the world. Not really. Ugh. Freddie Mercury dies. Uh, that's bad. Time. I proved last week we QA, can do just happy QA things. still been invaded by Iraq. But let me tell you, for America, for America the year 1991, is fucking great. Brilliant. Let me tell you why. First of all, the Gulf War. Operation Desert Storm happened. <laughs> and let me tell you, it's not like the Iraq War, which his son started, or the Afghanistan War, which his son also started. George W. Bush goes in in... Uh, January and uh, comes uh, ends in February and then takes I think it's a hundred thousand troops or something out in March and you know what as an operation goes that's good what's less good is the whole like bombing of civilian bomb shelters and stuff yeah let's that's ignore that kills hundreds of civilians uh, so the uh,
0: Cold War basically ends I beg you right? to stop clapping so loudly into the microphone that's not a fun Sorry, auditory experience I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna do the rest of this as ASMR oh good. Also in the year 1991 we see the ultimate collapse of the Soviet Union as the Ukraine decides to leave and as the formal <laughs> I'm trying to remember the, the good words for this but unfortunately my brain not so good if you've written them down My brain not so good I like to keep it fresh but as it <laughs> turns out when you're talking about the dissolution of the, me the, me me Soviet Empire, the Soviet <laughs> Empire, not even the Soviet Empire, <laughs> <laughs> the Soviet Union. <laughs> You're, You're them keeping new, it fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they evolve. go they actually evolve. They go from yeah. an Ivysaur to a Venusaur. That's because I got the right name streaming. Well, we'll, we'll so, yeah, what we could formerly, do. Is we could
0: just tell them to watch the T V show Chernobyl. Uh, that would oh, be no, more interesting. I mean good. everyone should, everyone at this point should just stop this podcast, and stop downloading it and go watch Chernobyl. No, it's bad. a better use of your
1: time. So look, like, yeah, so uh, the Soviet Union stops being. They change the name. They rebrand. They think you know what? As it turns out, people don't like the Soviet Empire anymore, and our citizens are under not very nice uh, conditions. So we're just going to we're just going to change the name to Russia. Also, because more importantly, most of the, <laughs> the places which were part of the Soviet Union had left by this point. They weren't a big fan of totalitarian communism. Although it wasn't necessarily totalitarian communism by the end, but still, turns out not very good for the economy. Communism. In some places. China would tell you otherwise. Okay. Anyway. uh... As will most of Twitter. Yeah, Twitter really likes communism. Uh, don't show them any photos of the gulags. Um, so yeah, uh look. God help Twitter when the gulag photos start circulating. They're all like, mm, "Look at young Stalin. I really love this communism." And you're like, "Oh my fucking god. It's comical." Oh, anyway. Oh man. Um, yeah, so look, as as a year goes, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good like a one-two punch for uh, America, right? No more, no more Soviet Union. The big enemy is done. The Cold War. Now, look, many people, myself, uh, including Mike, just Cold War never really ends. Like, it, it does. <laughs> but, like, are we still in it now? Russia's hacking our elections. Ah. Uh, uh, that sounds like a Cold War to me because we're not exactly, like, physically fighting, but yet there's a load of stuff in between and everyone has nuclear weapons. It's really scary. Jamie, tell me about this show, please. <laughs>
0: Uh, I would like to say we haven't had a review of each other's historical uh, context for a while and um, I do have a review of your historical context here what you have a fantastic ability to do and you do this in many of your historical contexts, is really find out Maybe two things that happened in the year But then just talk about them for a really long
1: time Here's the thing I know if I don't talk about that for long enough You will be like, that's all But if I talk about it for long, long enough, enough Or I'll you can just up. come up with more things That's not possible um, hey, So, okay, uh,
0: some context uh, for this I actually have quite a lot this week um, So I'll try to blast through it But do, you know, throw in any thoughts sure, or inputs sure. at any point uh, So this is obviously based on a 1986 novel by sure. Tom Wolfe Great uh, name Can we stop there?
1: Tom Wolfe Wolf. Yeah. yeah, strong fucking, name. Only second real to name. the actual other real name, Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf. Which is the You mean executive producer Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf. And you know what, whoever named the show Richard
0: Wolf deserves <laughs> a fucking <laughs> pat on the back. Um, So yeah, it's by Tom Wolfe. Great name. Um, It was actually originally not produced as a novel. It was run in 27 installments in the Rolling Stone magazine, starting in 1984, but was then heavily revised uh, for the novel release. Uh, It was a bestseller and has been called the quintessential novel of the 1980s, obviously from a very American-centric view.
1: I believe that it was um, designed to... uh... Be like the kind of uh, great eighteenth-century novels, which in were also written as um, uh, serializations. serializations yeah. yeah, so Dickens, Tolst- uh, Tolstoy, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, sure. etc. Um, the title is obviously a reference to the actual bonfire of the vanities, which happened in fourteen ninety-seven in Florence, uh, when the leader, who was a Dominican, uh, I've written prince, who was a Dominican priest, priest. Um, ordered the burning of objects that were considered sinful, like books and arts and shit. And baths, uh, so yeah. onto the yeah and vanity masks, yes. yes. Yes, that comes under the art and shit. Well, uh,
1: hey, let me tell you, sometimes that's just for
0: fucking, okay? <laughs> um, so, on the uh, movie adaptation. Now, as we normally try and throw in at this point, we'll give a quick, brief plot overview. Sure. So, as sure. we're going through and mentioning the characters, you'll know who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it is all about uh, rich Wall Street man Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's just high-flying, making million-dollar deals. He's also fucking a mistress. He's got a wife. He's got a nice house. He's fucking a mistress. J- Jamie, w- just
1: wait one second. Is that... Sorry, this is my phone. I'm just going to... Oh, it's... it's. I, I, normally, it doesn't happen this early. It's, it's my Tom Hanks dick meter. And, <laughs> and it's already going on. Jamie, I think I think we might be in an irritated area. We need to get out of it fast. Yeah, Tom Hanks is a bit
0: of a dick. Um, And uh, so Michelle... No, not Michelle Pfeiffer. Who's the actual woman who plays Maria? Michelle Pfeiffer was... Maria. Uh, Melanie Griffith um, I had it a little further down in my notes I couldn't find it immediately um, So yeah Melanie Griffith plays uh, The mistress And Bruce Willis The other uh, star in the role Plays a journalist Sure And in this film Tom Hanks And Melanie Griffith They, uh, they take a wrong turn End up in the Bronx Actually end up running over someone Ugh. And uh, that ends up as a hit and run That kid dies uh, In the book yes no. Is he not in the film? No. OK, cool. Well, either way, it he's, becomes... in a coma. Yeah, he's in a coma, he's in a coma right? that's it. Um, and this becomes a big um, landmark case for the black community, which Bruce Willis is brought in as a journalist to report upon. The other main character is Morgan Freeman, who plays the judge overseeing the case. Obviously, sure. we'll go further into that, but that gives you the context because I'm about to mention all of those characters and... All the problems that happened with their casting. Oh, um, so uh, Warner Bros. paid uh, Tom Wolf seven hundred fifty thousand for the rights to the book, and Great. they ploughed money into this film. Yeah. It had a forty-seven million dollar budget, which they used to get a post Die Hard Bruce Willis, and sure. obviously Tom
1: Hanks, paying both well, of them five million dollars each. What's interesting is they forced in they forced in a post Die yes, Hard I, Bruce Willis. I will, I will get to that. Sorry, I'm, I'm mentioning. You said you said to throw in stuff <laughs> in there, but no, no, <laughs> yeah, no. no don't sorry, don't throw sorry.
0: in I'm other sorry. things. I'm going to say. <laughs>
1: so um, I yeah, um, just look down on my version of your notes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I see there. <laughs> yes, it's but further down.
0: Um, uh, a post ihard Bruce Willis playing the drunk journalist, um, paying both of them five million dollars. Uh, an already well-established Melanie Griffith comes in to play Tom Hanks' mistress and finally rounding out they get the rising star in Morgan Freeman, who was just a, who had just appeared in Driving Miss Daisy and would then be catapulted to stardom a few years later in Shawshank Redemption.
1: There is also Kim Cattrall playing his wife, uh, yes. who will later go on to be in Sex and the City and she is one of either Samantha Carrie or Miranda? I can't remember who. Uh, Yeah, she's cool. not Miranda. I think she's Samantha. She's not Carrie. I, I mean, and this this, sex is, and this is this is c- prime for sex a this is a, prime for a
0: Sex in the City. Fred Sports, please <laughs> <laughs> tell us. Also, we are so desperate to know also, who Kim Cattrall played in Sex and the City.
1: And there's a Charlotte, I think. Tell us also if, uh, uh, between Jamie and I, who's a, who's a uh, Carrie, Charlotte, <laughs> yes, please.
0: do those for us. Um, yes. So, with a star-studded cast, and a best-selling book for a script, and a massive budget to boot, this film fucking flops. How much money did it make? <laughs> it makes $15.6 million on a $47 million budget. Um, so, it had a difficult road to getting made, with many actors turning down the main roles. In fact, none of the f- main four actors were the original choices uh, Bruce Willis was offered uh, So Bruce Willis's role was offered to Jack Nicholson and John Cleese yeah. John Cleese because in the book the, the character is originally English and that would have been great casting I want to throw yeah. it out there oh, whoever
1: casting agent was like John Cleese should do this role would have been
0: yeah. But uh, as you alluded to earlier, the studio forced uh, Bruce Willis to bump up the star name because he'd just been in star- uh, *Die Hard*, and the director hadn't been able to produce an actor for the role. Uh, the director and the cast and most of the crew uh, hated Bruce Willis. They oh, thought, yeah, yeah. yeah, they thought he had a massive ego, thought he was a wanker. Uh, the film also changed directors, with the original director wanting Steve Martin for Tom Hanks's role, also and really the good novelist again would have been good casting. And the novelist wanted Chevy Chase, also but really the good studio casting. also very good casting. The studio chose Hanks because they were worried about the character being too much of a dick and they wanted to play Tom Hanks who ah, had appeared ha, the, yeah, fools, and the they wa- fools they wanted Tom Hanks they, who they, appeared more super sympathetic and likeable uh, at the time um, to play uh, the fools. role but this casting was criticized heavily um, Walter Matthau was originally offered Morgan Freeman's role but he demanded one million dollars and they were like no so they instead brought in Alan Arkin for $150,000 now you may notice Alexander these, uh, this is Morgan Freeman's role both of those people are very much white. Yes. So they found out we tested very poorly and the racial they politics... They had to reshoot... Them. I, it was uh, in the original, so it, they didn't have to reshoot stuff with... It, sorry. It was being read as poorly in the Roman sure. stuff uh, having uh, sure. a white man play the judge. So they changed the character to yeah. a black man and then rewrote it. Uh, to include a speech at the end, which we'll get to. Oh. Um, but yeah, basically they brought in Morgan Freeman to be like, "Look, there's a main character who's black. It's not all bad." um So yeah, it's not great. Um, and then continuing down the line, Michelle Pfeiffer turned down the leading role, uh, leading female role as Tom Hanks's mistress. Then Uma Thurman yes. was brought in. She even tested for the role, but Tom Hanks himself was uncomfortable with her lack of acting experience, and he was the one that got her kicked out. I and t- in was brought Melanie Griffith.
1: I can't tell if that's. Uma Thurman is one of those actresses who. But to be fair, Uma Thurman was nowadays. not, yeah, was not, not, not a st- big star at sh- that by sure. Jen Dunkelbiller or anything like that. that. But you, whenever you come to see her performances, you're always like, I, "I don't." How good an actor are you? She has a similar thing to um, this is not actress nocturne but li- like Lily James, who has done a lot of the same kind of roles, and I've always felt as better than the thing she's in. Mm. And then I got to a point where I'm like what if she's not better than the thing she's in and that's not meant as like a judgment on her I just do more different roles I want to see mm. you do some really weird stuff mm.
0: it's interesting that both your examples Alexander oh, white women were well, women sure <laughs> you um, misogynist you never say a man isn't as good as he potentially could be or whatever your fucking point was I think oh, okay I think moving it's... on <laughs> um, so F. Murray Abraham uh, who plays District Attorney Weiss which is quite a significant role in the film does not appear in the credits Alexander do you know why
1: did he like beat someone in the meantime? And they were like, no, you?" No, no, that. no, no. He demanded to have billing above the
0: title or not at all. And they just, they Ooh. said, "Well, we've already got Morgan Freeman, Tom Hanks, Bruce Willis, and Melanie um, yeah, yeah, Griffith. You're not getting above the title." And so he was like, "Cool, not at all," <laughs> which is a weird baller move, and I really like it uh in fact this movie was such a mess uh, with all the casting and all the problems uh, that there was actually an entire book written exclusively about the controversies in the production uh called the devil's candy the bonfire of the vanities goes to hollywood yeah uh and yeah so that's uh, that's everything i've got it was it, yeah it was not a successful film both uh, pre and post-production and during production um it had a hell of a cast um uh, n- hey. But potentially... Basically, it's a story of the studio being a bit heavy-handed and not allowing any of the creatives to make the decisions they wanted.
1: Well, uh, no. To, it, what I found really interesting <coughs> is I was reading really an interview with Brian De Palma. So it's was directed by Brian De Palma, the guy yep. who directed, uh, I believe, The Untouchables, Stephanie Scarface. He also directed the first Mission Impossible film. Yep. Um, like, generally, like, a weird visual director. Like, an interesting, an interesting piece of casting for this. And he basically said, actually, it wasn't that heavy-handed. They all... So uh, obviously, kind of the large money went to go get the rights to begin with. But the two producers who originally charged the project left for Universal yep. really early on, and after that, it's pretty much just left alone. So according to him, like they all now recognise it as a really bad film. It's just a case of when they were there, no one realised what they were doing was going to yeah. be this bad. Uh,
0: I forgot my one final little fun fact, and I found this on like a trivia page and sure. it was on the uh, um, Amazon fun facts thing as I was watching on Amazon Prime because oh Alexander. I paid for the film this week. I'm joining, I'm
1: joining you yeah. in, being, in being actively in the red in making gonna, this pay, podcast. We need to, like, actually put these on our tax returns. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so, but apparently there was originally a sword fight filmed between Tom Hanks and Bruce Willis for oh, the end of the film.
1: Oh, come on. That's
0: all I found on it. I could not find why or any corroboration Give of that, but apparently there may be out there, and it was cut from the film, yeah. there may be out there, film Leak. footage of Bruce Leak. Willis and Tom Hanks in a sword fight. I cannot
1: figure out what could possibly be the sword fight between those two characters at the end of the film. Leak the De Palma cuts. Leak um, the De Palma cuts. Right. So, let's get into this film. The film opens. No, no. Uh, so, oh. Oh, Jamie, uh, Jamie, oh, Jamie okay, uh, okay. you know, you asked me to you said look you know, some of the details are there so I've had a bit of a think about this yeah. think. Jamie um, what is it that gets people on the internet and uh, first year film students to orgasm simultaneously Oh, long, long take, take Jamie <laughs> how about we have one really long cut we start off and we're up in the Chrysler building. We're looking across New York. It goes from day to night. It's a slow time lapse. We go down and we see a drunk Bruno. That's right, Bruce Willis. He's wearing a white tuxedo. His tie's untied. And he's a fucking drunk. He's all over the place. But people are taking him through. The kind of photographers all yeah, around. Yeah, he's just
0: got out of, like, a, a, clearly, a, like, limousine or a taxi sure. to take him through. There's people talking. It's a,
1: it's a walk and talk. It's, it's a classic walk and talk, Alexander. Aaron Sorkin could have written it himself. He goes... Through, they're getting on a wee wagon. Um, as he's he going to go through, he's getting more and more drunk. Pouring himself this is a ridiculously large glass. He's being guided by uh, a woman who, let's say, is basically an assistant who's kind of trying to uh, usher him to a uh, press conference uh, or even a press conference, like a kind of, gala event. Um, yeah. And this, uh, you know, from the beginning, this is an impressive shot.
0: This is an impressive shot, and I can give you some stats about it. Sure. Uh, so the Steadicam operator was uh, Larry McConkey. Great name um, And he had to track backwards Get on a golf cart Ride it for 380 feet Get off it again Track backwards 234 feet Get into the end of elevator Get out of the elevator And then track backwards Another 250 feet For a 4 minute and 50 second shot well done Naira McConkey. you created the best thing in this film
1: oh yeah, yeah. this opening sequence I was like oh this is ah, this, is this really might well be a better this film than really it's meant cool. to be yeah and it's uh, I think what's really good about it uh, there's, I think there's like an every frame of painting video about this oh is that where he talks about not about this but like he talks about uh, how Spielberg uses the one shot in this kind yeah film, um, and it's about kind of creating these multiple shots within just one take yeah and they do that here. It's actually, yeah, it,
0: it's separated well by the walking, yeah, then the golf cart, sure. then the elevator, then the walking yeah. again.
1: And if you didn't think about it, the way they kind of move distances to the camera towards the axis and stuff, you wouldn't think this was a one. If you didn't think too much about it, you would pro- might not even properly notice that, that it's this a, a one take. Thing. Yeah, um, and it's great. And he he meets uh, soon the master from England. He um, goes in an elevator with yeah. her. Uh, her the, the, fun, the, 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 fun fact. Uh, Director, whatever, De Palma, Brian, Brian, Brian De Palma, uh, is in this shot
0: as one of the security guards. Uh, yeah, as they're getting into the elevator. Aww.
1: What a like cutie! Quentin what a cutie. My favourite part of all films is when directors put themselves in it. <laughs>
0: yes. Um, hey, at least he wasn't doing a terrible Australian accent in this one. Or just send me in, word at lot. Or <laughs> that, you know, all that—that's
1: also a thing that Randa Obama doesn't do in this film. Would have been arguably more out of place in this film. <laughs> so look, uh, we hear from Bruno, who goes up on stage. Uh, he's got—he's basically won the Pulitzer Prize, right? He's written yeah. a massive book. Everyone loves him, and and it basically does
0: a—you know—that that meme of hey, that's me. How did I bet you're wondering? <laughs> I it, how I got, got it! It basically does that. It cuts through Bruce Willis narrating, which he does uh, do, and he start he narrates throughout the film about how he got to where he is and how he's winning that prize. Um, and it's it's by him running into Tom Hanks. Yeah, so we
1: uh, we crash into Tom Hanks. He's living in Fifth Avenue apartment. Woo! We're um, talking twenty foot ceilings we're talking he's got a fire. i think, it, I think it's New described York.
0: as like a six million dollar house yes. and despite the fact that he's got 19 rooms eight bathrooms 27 telephones he has to make a phone call he can't make in the house alexander oh
1: that's gonna
0: be oh. so he's taking the dog out for a walk this dog sorry sorry Audience, audiences you can't see that i'm doing air quotations <laughs> walk <laughs> Um, example, this cool. dog does not want to go for a walk. You literally drag
1: in a quite hilarious shot. Yeah. It's like a sausage dog, and he's like
0: ah. Yeah. Um, and like, so he goes out and he uh, he finds a little payphone. He let's, picks it up and goes, "Hey Maria. Maria," and then his wife picks up the phone and goes, "What? <laughs> Who's Maria, Sherman? <laughs> is that you?
1: Who's Maria? <laughs> no one. Beep." Again, let's stop here. This is going to be a lot of this film, unfortunately. <laughs> These characters meant to have gone down to this phone. And typed in his home number. Yes. <laughs> and he's on the phone for a good, like, two minutes, like a minute and a half, being like, come on, Maria, it's me, who? And then his wife's like, Sherman, and he's like, ah! Ah, wait, that's not Maria! No,
0: I Maria. just called
1: a girl, not Maria! Okay. <laughs> Um, that was a very good joke, Alfie. No, no, that, no, no, that is that is a very really good joke. I love I love a good uh, Western story joke. Um, um, so yeah, he then
0: goes back to the house, and his wife is like. If you wanna call someone calling Maria, you can just you can do it here.
1: You know, you know, she's going a little bit crazy and he's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, oh, I don't want to call someone I just oh, took I just took I'm the dog told, out for a walk. I'm Tom Hanks and oh my god, my dick's getting even bigger and uh bitches be crazy. Yeah.
0: Um and so she yeah, so she basically says like now nah, fuck you. Um they don't fully get divorced or whatever. Uh, and Tom not. Hanks thinking, uh, well, who cares? Goes off to meet Maria. Yeah. Uh, he picks her up from the airport in what is uh so uh, what is a very cool shot, they get uh, a plane coming in and uh, as the sun is setting behind it. Now, Alexander, this happens apparently. Yes. At one 30 second period in, in the day. year. No, oh, the in the year. year. I didn't under. That's what I was, <laughs> was told about this. And like, they had to get this shot. They got five cameras down. It cost like $10,000 just for like what is like an eight second shot. Yeah, yeah. But it is a very cool shot of it like coming in with the. Just because of. When the planes come in and the like, where just to get it so it's precisely lined up. Apparently, it happens one time in the year, sure. and
1: they got it. So, congratulations you to know, them. Jamie. Sometimes people complain about special effects movies or VFX movies, but you know what? If it prevents everyone from having to find that one thirty-second period <laughs> in the entire year, they can film it. Fuck
0: yeah! You, um, it. And so he picks up uh, Maria from uh, from the airport, and uh, she's. She's getting a little frisky in the car, isn't it? She's oh. she's uh rubber rubbing his little nibbly bits. yeah um, she's, uh, she's And this makes him miss his turn off the oh, highway. Man. He's like, Oh it's fine, I'll just take the next one. Sure. Oh no we're in a cartoon parody of the Bronx. So
1: let's. We, we, we need a bit of side context here for uh, our British listeners or anyone uh, who, who doesn't know a, a time in New York before Giuliani came and cleaned it up. This is the second time you've made that <laughs> Come challenge. on, uh, Julia. It's before Giuliani, back when New York had character, okay? Um, and it's, and it's,
0: so, yeah, there's, there's literal cars on fire driving. Oh, so the Bronx is always historically like. A poorer neighbourhood of, oh, um, New York. and, and right right, York. Yeah. yeah is parodied and, and satired a lot and um, treated very poorly, as I'm sure. sure. I've never been. I'm sure it's a fine area, um, yeah. but yeah. So they're driving through the streets. There's, they describe it as literally a war zone. Yes. There are cars on fire. There are plenty of crackheads coming up and running. There's, you know, there's oh, pimps, there's, a there's prostitutes, prostitutes. being
1: thrown. She's talking in a southern accent, so it's like oh these prostitutes are being thrown on the car. Don't scratch
0: yeah. the paint. Um, so then they end up going, keep on going the wrong way, and they end up quite literally in a street party sort of thing and block their I way. I think it's
1: just no, because it's just the lights. There's just a couple cars oh, that <laughs> waiting for the red light. She's like, the, drive but, them over. But they make thing. it
0: seem like like the Bronx is just literally f- just spilling people it's, everywhere
1: it's Baghdad Every- after the fall of Sarah exactly saying, okay? it's,
0: it's- um, and they eventually end up turning and then she goes look an arrow <laughs> you got to <laughs> follow the arrow because she knows how roads work hey. um, and they turn down and they basically end up in a junkyard and they're like oh my god what's that
1: is it a person no so it's, it's just a tire, tire. yeah so basically they kind of it's in like a back alley which leads up to the kind of turnpike which goes back on the freeway to Manhattan or whatever. yeah and there's just a the tire
0: and so he gets out and um moves, so it the, moves tire. the tire and then uh, two, two young this fellows man. and uh, Can I I, just because it is important for yeah, basically yeah. the racial tensions of the entire film um Every single person we have seen so far in the Bronx has been black. Sure. Including
1: these two people that come up. I'm to him. not sure we've mentioned this. Tom Hanks, Master of the Universe. Oh yes, okay. yes, yes, he's yes, described Rainmaker. as master of the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the kind of guy earlier on he can set up a six hundred million dollar deal and he'd get a commission of it of like one point seven million in a day. Right, yeah. He's he's God in his eyes. So even go even him having to leave the car to pick up the tire is seen as this sort of like transgression in his mind. Yes. Of, of, of,
0: um so he goes to pick up the tire and then uh, to to use youths come over yes. and they say that's my tyre and he goes oh sorry it's your tyre oh no um, and he just hits them with a the tyre yeah to be fair. he just fell on in what is not a convincing sure. hit of a tyre it's, no. it's the weakest tyre hit
1: I've ever seen oh, in my no, life no, no. when you want to, to break a man down with a tyre you've got to go for the head you've Yeah, he just kind of wails it into it. it's him. also important so, so we're going to I've read a bit of the book I've read about the book and the differences between the, uh, the book and the film a bit more um in the book, I think it's meant to be somewhat ambiguous as to whether these people are actually trying to mug him or not. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's no, In meant the, to be definitely, In the film, in the film definitely it definitely seems to be... Like, yeah,
0: like, they do a shot of, like, him reaching in, towards what it, you're sure. supposed to believe and is a gun.
1: I imagine there's still meant to be a bit of ambiguity, but, but it's but really it been
0: dulled down. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, and, and Maria is going crazy oh, in the car. like, oh, like, my God,
1: can- Oh, Mr. No. Hanks, you're gonna die. We um, need to get. The uh, so she gets into the dri-
0: she gets into the driver's seat uh, and move. starts pulling away. Tom Hanks hops in. Sure. She floors it, and as she's uh, she's fishtailing it. away, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, she hits on him. She's kind of kind of clips him. I actually didn't notice this. You hit a little bit of a bump. You, you, yeah, you have you, seen beforehand. They cut to the other shot, and then they like yeah, a I, did, I didn't really notice it. But whatever. Apparently, they, they hit one of them, and then they they peel away. Sure. And we meet uh, the other sort of rest of our supporting cast which are the people in the courts there's the various district attorneys and then whatever that one young district attorney is called
1: so so basically uh, yeah he's the assistant district attorney he's the yep. guy in the actual court the district attorney is the guy in the office at the end yep. uh, for, again for British listeners DAs in, so district attorneys are kind of the head state lawyers for a district in uh, America they are voted by the public um, so it's not which hey does that make any sense <coughs> <laughs> Not really. Why well, do I don't need to vote lawyers into power? Um, I, so, and he's therefore a political appointee. Yes.
0: Um, and we find out that he's brought a case to Morgan Freeman, and Morgan Freeman's like, this is what we call a piece of shit case. But the reason your fucking big ass district attorney up there, the reason he's brought this case for me, cause that's a white man. And he knows that everyone who comes through this cause. ...isn't white, and he's going for re-election. And he knows that all of his votership are also not white, so he wants a big white whale. What? I don't think they make that joke in the film, but... I'm making it now. (laughs) Clayton, let's take your... (laughs) He wants his Moby Dickamus, and um, he thinks this white guy might be it. And Morgan Freeman's like, look, you go back and tell your DA, look, I know you wanna arrest a little white boy, but this white boy ain't gonna be it. Um, And then as they're leaving the court... Some uh, policemen come up and go like, hey, we've got this uh, this hit and run case. We're not really sure. Don't really have much evidence. And then the older, more experienced attorney is like... Bounce. Uh, no, he finds out who's the one who's pushing for the case, and it's the local reverend. And at that point, he goes, ha ha, see you, you young man, go and do it. Yeah. So young uh, lawyer young bitch boy lawyer because he's in a bitch boy position is sent off to do the bitch boy job small boy, of, way, yeah. uh, So the small boy bitch boy I, I related very much to him um, <laughs> uh, as he was sent to do the peon's work sure. and he meets uh, the reverend of the local black church yeah, who was, uh, was like Al Sharpton yeah, yeah. Like, this yeah, is James Al, Jackson, Al um, like. um, and uh, he's like Look, this is bullshit. We can. We've had reports that it was a white white man's car because it was a yeah. rich car. This is unreasonable. Blah blah blah. I know you guys want like sure. a big case, so this is a big case Preference. for us. And he's pushing basically to be like, nah, fuck you. We're gonna get this uh, done. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. we've had one of ours struck down in the
1: prime of life. Yeah, it's important to mention. I'm not. We we kind of we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. Um. You might think, okay, this is sounding kind of serious. This is a, a satire. Yeah, it's, it's it's supposed to be a comedy. It's, it's supposed to be a comedy, and uh, B uh, these black characters uh, played very, very stereotypically, broadly. Yes,
0: very broad, like very like increasingly, like, racist like in the um, yeah. As well. So or as like, as it feels like, yeah. they're in the black church, and I believe they are not in sermon or anything. No, no, not no, no, a, no. Uh, but. There are still five black women chanting choral songs behind this reverend while he's just talking to the lawyers. Yeah. Like, it's it's very,
1: very bad. It's one of those things which I think characters like these in a book I think play very differently to characters like these in film. Yeah. And also the film I think has broadened everything to try and make oh. it to market as possible.
0: Yes, absolutely. Like like why they've cast Tom Hanks and why they've cast Bruce Willis. They're yeah, trying yeah. to go for broad appeal uh, on this film. Sure. We then cut to Bruce Willis's thing, and he's literally on the floor. He is oh, passed yeah. out, drunk in it, and his boss comes along. He's a journalist. He's like the owner. That's of his- me. Bruce Willis,
1: <laughs> look <laughs> at me!
0: As look I'm drunk on the floor. Uh, well, right. Would you imagine that's the same man who was drunk <laughs> walking <laughs> through the award ceremony? Shocker, am
1: I right? I'm a man of
0: letters. <laughs> um, and so he's on the floor, and then his boss comes along and says, he's, yeah. "He's like, hey, he's with his daughter, I think, for some reason, and he's like, hey, sure. daughter, this is one of my employees. Hey, employee, why the fuck are you drunk? Why have you done no work for me?" He's like, "I'm so, Mr. Big," and he's like, "You fucking fired." And he's like, "Cool." Bruce Willis is fired. He's down on his luck. But he gets a phone call. It's going to be the phone call that changes his life. It It sounds a little bit like that. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Some lovely foley artistry you're doing there. And uh, someone says... I don't know who who is it who calls him.
1: It's uh, that that this is slightly confusing because I thought that was meant to be the DA originally. That's not no, the it's DA. not the DA. It's like a weird third party. You, it's just some. Right. I don't think um, we really see him again. He we just we calls. Do, we do once in a very weird scene later on. Okay, cool. But,
0: but he d- basically just goes, "Hey, I've got this story for sure. you. Do a bunch of. Th- it's going to get you uh, pressed There's been a black yeah. kid run down by. Like we Cale think Sanders, a white guy. Just imagine
1: it's Colonel Sanders. Yes, refer first Sanders from. That. Yes, um,
0: um, yeah. There's been a black kid run down, hit and run. He's in a coma. Sure. we think this is going to get some traction, go on, yeah, right. This is a good story
1: it. for you, and I think it's at this point he learns that he's going to get fired. I think, I think yeah. beforehand it's like his boss is basically, you're a piece of shit, and yeah. leave. But I think here, he's, 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 this guy knows his boss, yeah. his boss clearly talks about firing him, so this is, Bruce was his last chance. Yeah. Uh, Writing story, French page.
0: Yeah. This is where this we get to the bit where Tom of, Hanks... This is the bit where
1: a bunch of shit happens. Sure, it's <laughs> more to know that like, a, a bit earlier on, uh, after they hit the wee kid, Tom Hanks goes... We need southern police Oh yes Yeah, yeah. Um, And she's I, like
0: No We can't do that I, the, the, oh What no. will they say I'm a, oh, I'm a rich southern Gold digging a, male a, I was And you're driver, a rich man And I don't think I hit him So it's my decision Yep And I, the, the, what would the Papers say about us um, Oh Cause I'm your whore Yeah And then she Rips off her shirt And is like Let me fuck you Instead of talking about this yes, And he's like Yeah yes, sure yes, So to answer the question I'll Does Tom Hanks fuck in this film? Oh, Tom Hanks does. Tom Hanks fucks the shit out of this
1: film. Um, But it's important to know that uh, that bit we talked about earlier, of them casting Tom Hanks because they want to make the character more likeable, um, they do to the entire character. Yes, They really ramp that up in terms of trying to make him more sympathetic.
0: Yes. Um, And so he sees the front page story and he's like, Oh no, I'm scared. We should go tell the police. Um, And yeah, so... I, does anything particular happen between then and his sure, arrest? Sure, I mean he
1: goes to see his dad he, all the way through the film. He talks about I think his dad used to be a stockbroker back in yeah. the day, but he would like it was kind of in the era where there wasn't so much money in it. He would take the subway to work every day. He kind of seems to resent that fact about his dad. It's a bit weird. Um, the police find out from the mum that uh, the car which hit the son was a Mercedes, and had the first two initials were uh, N and yeah. R, and so it matches
0: his. Car He's they car. they identify him as potential
1: sure. uh, when uh, potential
0: well,
1: crime his, it, criminal, criminal yeah, yeah. whatever they, they think he might be associated with the case they go see him. Uh, now, again, if you're Tom Hanks at this point, call your lawyer. The police want to interview you. Cool. Schedule a time with my lawyer. Yeah. Don't... He should have a lawyer anyway. Yes, he's very And he's rich. like, oh, no. Come into the house. Do it. And he's going to be dope. They're yeah. like, look, it just be routine. Can we just go see the car? We'll just cross you off the list. And he's like, uh, well, if there's a routine, then I must have a part to play. And they go, what? And he's like, well, if there's a routine, I must have a part to play. You see? N- no. If there is... A routine. There must be a part I have to play. And if you're thinking this is really, really weird, it's weirder yeah. when you actually watch yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's an odd scene. He's coming across just as an asshole. Um, uh, which is obviously the point. They they, they try to make him look really guilty. They're like, this is our guy. The the, the assistant DA goes over to the DA. He's like, we got him. Uh, he's like, great. I think there's a scene where we find the DA massive racist definitely throws the n-word about yep um, and I think which again this is where we get more into the satire parts Th- That that is a more satirical scene I don't like the scene yeah but it's it's more satirical he's like you know look they think I'm some kind of um, Oh, in the background of all of this uh, the the non-Al Sharpton and Al Sharpton character is kind of uh, causing a lot of ruckus he's trying to drum up a lot of uh, it's basically a reverse OJ like, like, case. Yeah, yeah they're, trying to, they're trying to jump up another, like anger amongst the black community, um, which again, fair enough. Uh, and and the, the DA doesn't want to be seen as a racist uh, Jewish guy. He doesn't, um, he doesn't want people to find out that he is a racist yeah, Jewish yeah, yeah. guy. And so he's like, we need to find this guy and get him. The assistant DA gets what well, we, we got Tom Hanks. Um, all the way through, Tom Hanks has been trying to get his... He's got to see his dad. His dad's like, look, there's no you need to be moral, there's no morals in this, you need to, what does it deserve? Uh, in the background, he's lost that massive case we talked about, it, the yep. $600 million thing, he's lost, um, he gets a lawyer, the lawyer's like, it's fine, leave it, the guy, the the second person's not going to show up to testify against you, he does. Yeah. Um, so one off, this law is terrible. Yeah. And then go, Tom Adams is like, look, I think we should go to the police, I think me and Maria should go to the police, he's like, eh, no, but they, he, he, Tom Hanks, can kind of twist his arm. He clearly knows the um, some people in the police station, so they, they kind of go. I think in theory to be interviewed, because yep. you think you need to be interviewed about this before charges were pressed. Yeah, um, but no, no, apparently no, not. No, 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 he gets so he hand- gets taken to a car. Um, they think they're just going down for this interview, instead he gets handcuffed, taken through, and he's been
0: arrested. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um I believe his they tried to fight for his bail to be like $150,000 or sure. something. They fail It's like $10,000, which is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, no, very ridiculous. Um especially for a man of his means. Yeah. Like no, b- be, bail should always be, be relevant to how much money you have and how difficult it is for you to make that bail. He can make that. He can pull that out of his fucking back pocket and make that bail. Uh,
1: Again, for our British listeners, uh, bail is a weird thing they have in America where if you want to get out of jail before your trial, you have to pay money for it. Uh, And therefore, lots of poor people Um, don't get out on bail.
0: Yeah. Um, So he. and gets out. Uh, everyone is angry with him. Sure. He, uh, as he's carried into Again, court, everyone's
1: angry with him. Massive. Uh, coming the, out. The, the DA's drumming it up. Al Sharpton's drumming it up. All this kind of stuff. Massive crowds. They want blood. Yeah. of course, uh, cool-headed Morgan Freeman has... Having none of it. He does not want to um, let... He, he doesn't like the circus. He wants justice to be delivered. He gives him yeah. justice, justice. Yeah. And we'll in, come in, back to that in the, in corner, the worst scene of the yeah, film. In the corner, Bruce Willis is now surrounded by a bunch of other journalists. He printed this big uh, front page story about it. Um, everyone, they're going to follow suit. He's worried a little bit that he's going to lose his case. He's still a drunk. Yeah, he's still a drunk. Yeah,
0: still drinking, still a drunk. Um, it's, is it around this time where he... Um, Finds him in the street, yeah. No, oh, I was I was going to say when he's fucking the woman and she. <laughs> that's later. That's later. Uh, cool. We'll get to so that because that's my favourite scene in the it film. Said
1: after it, his bail set at ten thousand, they pay the bail. He goes. Uh, they kind of see now all the kind of uh, other journalists are chasing down the wrong way, and, and you know, Bruce Willis because he's cause he's, uh, Cause he's a drunk. <laughs> well, he's and also a genius. Yeah. Uh, walks slowly, runs into Tom Hanks is leading through the back exit, and takes him on the train. It was a really weird scene. Yes. Um, Takes him on the train. Uh, They they kind of chat about how his dad used to be one. They they form a friendship, a a kind of weird, odd friendship. Yes.
0: Yeah, it it becomes at this point that it seems like Bruce Willis's arc, which is what it ends up being, is like, I want to get this guy that hit a black guy with his car off. Uh, There's just something about his moxie that I like. I
1: don't believe a rich white man could
0: cause any crimes against someone in the black community. Exactly, of course not. Um... So he he starts sort of looking around, trying to find evidence um, that could potentially help get him off. Because he believes that Tom Hanks didn't do it. Sure. And, and it
1: would be a better story. like As the story goes, he's he's, he's casting Tom Hanks as the hero yeah. in his head, which is a bit weird. Yeah. Um. But this is when
0: he fucks the woman, right? Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, my favourite... I don't know who this woman is. I but I know... She, so who his... she is in plot terms yes. is she is the person who is subletting her house... To, to Maria. Maria. It's kind of like their love nest. Yes. I
1: don't understand how Bruce
0: Willis meets her.
1: I think she either works at the newspaper or... Because she's British, the newspaper owner is British and maybe there's some connection there. Yes. She may even be the daughter Is his daughter. Yes. As well.
0: um, so, in a scene which occurs... While this woman is photocopying her vagina. Oh yeah. <laughs> on, photocopying her vagina and just handing it over to Bruce Willis. Being like, sure. hey, here you go. Also, yeah, no, I'm I'm subletting this thing to a woman called Maria. But the police came around and they wanted to, like, they wanted to prove that I um that I am, that I'm illegally subletting and not sure. living here. So they bugged this house and I've got a recording of Maria and Tom Hanks. Sure. And Bruce Willis is like, whoa. What? Okay, let's have sex real quick. But then also, what? Yeah. Also, I'm going to keep Classic Also, I'm going to keep
1: these photocopies. Classic Bruno. Um, in the background, uh, Tom Hanks is losing everything. His wife, his daughter, gone. Yep. Um, There's a scene where they kind of where he finds out that his wife is going to leave him at a massive kind of gala event she's hosting. She's she's kind of riding high on the adrenaline of this. Um, Uh, Yeah, oh yeah, he comes back into the house. Maria has left the country as well.
0: Yeah, is this not um, the gala that she's hosting, the one where he then goes and pulls out a gun? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he goes into a back room. You only sort of see, you don't see into the room, you just see from the bedroom, it's like an off like cupboard. And he opens the door and there's fuckloads of guns in there. You don't really see the full room, but there's so many guns, he just goes what? is New York in the 80s yeah. that's all I'm going to say and so he just goes crazy around the house like shooting up his house being like get the fuck out my house you crazy bitches yes yeah, so they all run off in a fucking ridiculous scene Which I feel like
1: one of the better scenes of the film it is
0: one of the better films of the scene but like it feels like it's so, supposed to whatever sorry. better films of the scene it uh, fuck you well, I do it all the time don't, don't worry Jamie um, we're all human um, yeah, so, yeah, he shoot, shoots up his own fucking house, it's great fun, in a manic episode. Sure.
1: Um, He's losing a little bit. Yep. Uh, also in the background, yeah, Maria's left the country, um, uh, they, kind of, they met in another gala yep. even early in the so film. So, Bruce Willis
0: tries to get her back to the country, Probably and he finds, yeah, he finds her husband, who dies, dies. while talking to Bruce Willis, <laughs> just full-on fucking cacks it, and Bruce Willis is like well, that'll fucking do it. that worked. Let's get her back into the country
1: for that. So she comes back for the um, funeral. funeral and he corners her at the funeral. Sure. Uh, well, there's a couple of things here. So to break down the timeline of this, uh, Bruce Willis uh, goes in the apartment and manages to get the uh, tape which is shows Maria confessing to the murder. Oh, not the murder, but to the, the kid in the coma, causing the kid to be in yep. the coma. Yeah. Um, they... He then gives that to the lawyer. They, by he honestly donates it to Tom Hanks' lawyer, because yep. then he wants this guy to get off. Yeah. Rather than just publishing this, yeah. which seems like it would make more sense, like, it's not illegal, like, no, no,
0: but then it wouldn't be uh, admissible evidence if it was
1: public Well, record. no, 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 but that would be admissible evidence. It isn't admissible
0: evidence... This oh, well, it's, it's inadmissible no matter what, but, but it producing be... it publicly would mean it wouldn't be able to...
1: It definitely... There's no way of... No, 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 because, because if, if, if a journalist comes out of a case, you could then submit it to the records, but the journalist, because the journalist wouldn't have to say where his sources came from, okay. And he didn't. As long as he didn't get it, he didn't get it illegally. He just got into the apartment, and it was it was in the wall. He, he kind of got <laughs> it illegally. Well, sure, but, they, but they, you know, whatever. yeah, yes. So yeah. Anyway,
0: he gets that tape. Yeah. Uh, he anonymously donates it to the but, lawyers. Yes,
1: but the lawyer can't. Use, he says we can't use it because unless you recorded it. Um, it's not admissible in uh, court they, they, apparently New York had a one party uh, consent regulation for recordings back then um, but yeah which is odd Yeah, sure and this yes this is a government recording which is weird but um so anyway that's going on in the background um the the, the, they, Tom Hanks has then decide what they need to do is at the funeral everyone's going to the funeral so Bruno's going to the funeral uh, why do you keep calling him I Bruno? Think his name, name. I think his nickname I think Bruce <laughs> Willis's nickname is Bruno because like this is not something I made up <laughs> I don't know why but I, like I, 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 I was Bruno. wondering how long I was going to let you carry on calling him Bruno without being like what the fuck dude? so anyway uh, the assistant DA has been told that he needs to get Maria as a corroborating witness uh, so he's also going to the funeral and Tom Hanks has got himself wired up and it's also at the funeral um, This then proceeds to while her husband is being laid to rest, Tom uh, so Mike's been like. Pst, 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 <laughs> Remember that murder Maria. we did, and or not say, really murder, but whatever. She won't say it. Uh, he's
0: like, for fuck's sake! In um, fact, Maria. I just need to wire
1: Maria. Anyway, there we go. Um, he then proceeds to. Uh, uh, He pisses off Maria, basically. He's basically like, come on, you you need to confess, you need to confess, you need to confess, otherwise I'm going down. And she's like, I'm not going to confess. I love money. I love not being in jail. And he's like, shit. And at this point, the DA shows up and is like, you hate Tom Hanks, I hate Tom Hanks, let's get him in jail. We don't care if he's really guilty or not, we just want the perception of justice to be... Uh, And so is this basically when we get to the final courtroom scene? You might as well be. Oh, yeah. there's one brief scene with his dad where his dad goes, all the the way through the frame, the the, the movie, the phrase, uh, what would it proffer a man to um, get in the whole world but lose his soul? Yeah, and his dad, who's all the way through this bit, film being kind of referred to as this this moral bastion, it's, it's sort of like you know I don't want you to go to jail. We're here for you. And Tom Hanks says, I cannot go to jail, but I will have to lie. I'll have to do something bad. I'll have to do something bad. And he's like, what? Lie. And his dad clearly doesn't like that. He, mm. it's, it's sort of a, a weird thing. So that, then we get that's a little bit.
0: So we get the final courtroom scene, which is the best and worst scene in this film. Um, so Maria is up on the stand. She's, she's crocodile tilling. Oh my God. No, he did it. I was
1: forced. Oh no.
0: Oh. Quick. What's that? Mm. That sounds like a tape being I'm
1: played. Really fuck you, Big Daddy. Ooh. <laughs> Everyone spins.
0: Check. Who's. Where's that coming from? We get a shot. It's, Tom it's Hanks' from, smug face. Yeah, so firstly, we get a shot of it being the tape being in his briefcase yeah. and it's playing out of there. And then we get a a wide shot, zoom into close up of just oh. Tom Hanks's shit eating grin. I
1: don't know why this isn't a GIF, but it needs oh, to be. Oh, absolutely.
0: GIF. It's. Fucking hilarious I was watching uh, With a friend uh, (laughs) Hannah uh, And she hadn't Watched the whole film But She watched that last bit And was literally just like Why is this not a gif It's literally His face doesn't change It's just a pan in Of his Shit eating grin And it's the worst Shit eating grin You've ever seen Um, And so yeah The tape is basically Her confessing And her also fucking him And everyone's like And then Morgan Freeman's like Approach the bench that's an awful Morgan Freeman impression. Also, one thing we haven't mentioned about Morgan Freeman... Morgan Freeman. He's a... That's not a bad Morgan Freeman. Um, uh, one thing we haven't mentioned about Morgan Freeman in this film... He's bald. He yeah, this weird. weird. <laughs> um, I, I think we both thought that when watching it. Uh, yeah, he, he's bald in this film. It just looks weird. I'm like, that's not what Morgan Freeman looks like. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, uh, so... He's like, everyone oh, approached the bench. like, whose tape is this? And Tom Hanks just like, mine. And then he's like, cool. Is I is guess it yours. I guess it's evidence now. <laughs> no, no, not
1: even that is evidence. I'm dismissing the entire case. Yes.
0: Yeah. He's like, oh, clearly. N- and then everyone gets very angry. And then we get the worst speech of the film. Oh. Oh. Uh, so basically, I'm going to lean back. Of, of, obviously. Right. Uh, why are you going to lean back? I don't. To be fair, I did rewatch it this morning. Um, it's a. I, I rewatched the speech. I did not rewatch it. the whole film. Um, it is. It is a four-minute speech. Uh, that was not in the book and was written exclusively so that a black character could say this uh, to the angry black um, mob that, that, that is in the courtroom getting at, calling him a racist saying he, how could he do this to their community and so Morgan Freeman goes on a four minute tirade about how they're not decent people yeah. <laughs> he's about just be decent people this is about justice <laughs> ah! <laughs> he doesn't scream in it. Alexander doesn't drop a a a um, a, a switch a, a pro switch, switch pro controller on the floor during it. Um yeah, and he just kind of goes ah oh, this is not about race. This is about justice. Yeah. Oh, you bad black people. Stop. Me good black person. Me good person. black person. Black. Me black person people yeah. should follow. You bad black Pull people. Pull up your jeans. Yeah. <laughs> Why the damn by your butt? Pull up your jeans. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's real fucking bad. And it's so long. It's so goddamn long. It's like four fucking minutes it long. Really long. Um, and it, it starts in like a classic
1: like slamming the gavel. He's like order, order, order. Who are you people? I'm like, oh God. You know what it most reminds me of? And this is a very nutty thing, so I apologise, but I have an English degree. It is basically the prince's speech at the end of Romeo and Juliet, except it makes sense in that. So if you like the past on Romeo and Juliet, it, they, like it is basically that. It is basically just the prince coming along and being like, we need to create order amongst these houses, blah, 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 I'm summating at the end of the film, except it's dumb as shit. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's real
0: bad. Um... What happens between that and the end of the film? Do we? Uh, no, he goes off. So, but yeah, he, he t- gets t- t- this
1: book t- Tom-, Tom Hanks gets let free. He goes to live, goes to live in an, like in an uh, anonymity somewhere. Yeah, Bruce Willis. Uh, we go back to the beginning of the film. If you got that happened, yeah, yeah, the framing device is back now. Yeah, um, and Tom Hanks. Yeah, he goes. oh where's Tom Hanks? I don't know where Tom Hanks. What about he? But he gained his soul, right? He ga- Despite the fact that he lied in court, but apparently he yeah. gained back his soul. But me, I gained the whole world, and well, I guess there are benefits. And that's the end of the movie. Yes. That's the yeah, whole yeah. Um, damn movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, I firstly uh, apologize to our audience members that you've had to sit through us uh, describing a very boring shit film. Uh, but we had to sit through the boring shit film, Alexander. This was so. I switched off so much. During, I had to keep on being like, no, I need to pay attention because I need to talk about this film, but this film fucking sucks. As we sort of alluded to, like. Th- any nuance and any ambiguity and any interesting like political and satirical messages they're trying to make in this film are just fucking
1: ripped away. Jamie, you like comedy. Is this actually a satire? Or no,
0: is just... it's not even funny. I did like it, this isn't a comedy. It just isn't. There's nothing funny about. I'd like. I'm so so tired, Alexander, of watching films that build. And we've had so many of them that build themselves of comedy. And like, I don't even see where the jokes are. I'm fine with a comedy that. Like it's I, trying to make jokes and they're not good or they've not HL. Well. But we've had like three or four films now where you just watch it. And I'm like, where
1: is the joke? I see. Where the, is the laugh, laugh, giggle line? I, I, the laugh, laugh, giggle, <laughs> laugh, laugh, giggle, giggle. Um, I see the jokes they are just incredibly not funny. Um, apparently they had there was an ending shot which they cut out for test after test audiences didn't like it. Where at the end we also missed a couple scenes. One was, and the, I think these do show you the tone of the film and I guess other satirical parts of it, but they kind of... Uh, Bruce Willis goes to go see the young boy in the coma. They go, actually, we don't really care about Tom Hanks at all. What we want to do... Or, uh, the whole thing we've been trying to do is sue the hospital for $12 million because he came in with a broken... leg. Well, he came in with a concussion, basically, and um, they, they, sent him away. Away. they sent him away with a shoot broken leg. We're going to sue these people. And he's like, oh, but what? But I want justice done. And they're like, no, we just want the money. Yeah. And like, the, the mother grieving over her boy is like, oh, yes, I would like some money. I would like money. I don't really care about my son. I want money. Yeah. Because they're just uh, apparently money-grabbing. And at the end of the movie, originally, the boy was meant to walk out there absolutely fine, and the implication was going to be that he just faked the entire thing. (laughs) 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 That
0: would have been very fucking funny, to be fair. I'm angry with test audiences. That's very
1: funny. But, um, it's... It's... uh, What they're trying to do, right? Like, and, and I'm sure the book does successfully well is satirise this kind of master the universe mentality, right? Like, this, this whole kind of thing in the 1980s, like the American Psycho kind of... Oh, yeah.
0: Free, that, no, yeah, that's the other, That's another reason why this film flops, is, like, the idea of satirising and looking in at the psyche of these big Wall Street bankers who are kind of crazy... Sure. ...we're coming to the end. Like, that happened a lot in the 80s. Like, sure. this is just a bit past that. No, Like, they're a that's, bit tired of that. That's the issue, this film. Like, we've come back like around that. to that with things sure. like, Wolf well, of Wall Street, we had started enjoying it again, yeah, yeah. but we definitely but, needed like, a break.
1: Films like... Wall Street, um, uh, you know, you know, a, a range of other books and that kind of stuff like, had come out by now, right? Yeah. Even *American Psycho*, which I think is later in the nineties, like, is more of a satire on this than yeah. this is. Where this is, it's a little bit too late. It's a little bit after the, the, that kind of whole like um, stockbroker boom, I guess. Like, it's obviously still going on, but people don't really care about it anymore. Yeah. And so that's that's a problem. It's also just like painfully miscast yeah the casting's bad the whole the whole decision to make Tom Hanks sympathetic and and the hero of the film like he is the hero of the film and that's a problem when it's meant to be satirising this guy who you know with his mistress hit a black kid and put him in a coma yeah in the book that kid dies yeah and that's... In the book, he does not... The ending of the film doesn't happen in the book. He basically... I think he gets successfully sued by the family. Yeah. Um, he, wife and kids leave him. I think he loses his apartment. He was already kind of in debt anyway. Yeah. And he ends up... Uh, it ends with him still on trial for the murder of the kid. Yeah. And and the, no actual justice is done. So to take away that ending, which actually gives it some bite. Yeah. Right? Like, actually, it's... The, it's the Master of the Universe is so pathetic that he has falsely been accused of this thing and that he will probably go to jail for it and has been ruined by this. Yeah. Is a sad... Like, that is actual... All his master of the universe is, is so pathetic. And and also the idea that justice in itself isn't really interested in justice. It is interested in, like, the perception of justice being done. That's a really interesting thing. And the and the way in which um, high-profile people can manipulate the justice system, not necessarily for actual uh, advancement of civil rights and kind of... of um you know, racial equality, but more so just because they want to get $12 million. That sounds like a really interesting story, which this does not do it No. All. This, like, touches on them. It's like, a th- you gave the book to a 15-year-old and said, hey, can you give me the themes? And they read the themes, and like, they like, didn't read the book, they read the themes, and they're like, okay, cool, I'm going to make this. Yeah. And um, we've had bad Tom Hanks films. Like, The Money Pit is probably the one I li- I'd like the least, because it's, I think, poorly... Paul- it's, it's relatively poorly made, but this is a. I guess a, it's well shot. Yeah. In part, not always, but like it is interestingly shot in parts, and like you know, people, work, the whole money was spent, so it'd be worked hard in it. Yeah. But this is a much worse film than The Money Pit, because it's just. At least The Money Pit occasionally hit on a couple of things. I was like, okay, i find that fun. The yeah. A couple sequences. This was like, this is a. It's a big waste of money.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we get to scores, there were two uh, reviews that I very much enjoyed. Uh, Sheila Benson in the LA Times called it an overstated cartoon film for dullards. Yeah. Uh, and Stephen Rea ended his review in the Philadelphia Inquirer with simply, What a mess. Yeah. And I agree with you, Stephen. What was his name Stephen? Yes, good. I agree with you, Stephen. What a mess. One out of five. Oh, zero. Zero? <laughs> I think it's a void. I think, it, like. I'm giving it a one because I want to respect. That camera operator who went through uh, that five minute shot. You, I'm giving it a one just for that. But here's the thing. Because I am a—I fir- did one year of film studies at school,
1: and so I come over a long shot. That, that, that's fair. Um, yeah, no, I, I. The bits of it I think are. I know the last week you had the whole sequence in Jovis and the which she found uh, which she felt was swayed into kind of racism. Uh, bits of this, which I know I like calling satire, but are just... Are, oh, just The absolutely. lack of any yeah. subtleties. Oh, yeah, yeah. The lack of any, like... Yeah, the laws. whole Bronx sequence is awful. It's fucking terrible. Well, like, it, but even the Bronx sequence, if it was more... If this whole thing is more from Tom Hanks' perspective rather than being told through, like, actually another man's perspective, yeah. um, that would be... A, would make a little bit more sense, right? Like, that is a kind of image of the Bronx... Which That's his, his time, understanding of it. Sure, or even a film like The Warriors, which I believe is set in the Bronx, Warriors. is kind of... Warriors! I don't know she's Calm out to play.
0: Yeah, that's 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 the one clip I know from the Warriors. Yeah. Um I can't he's clip clicking sure. bottles together while he does that. But I will have you know, Alexander. That was a very good impression.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but even in that, right, like the idea of the kind of Bronx at this time being this kind of and, and New York had a lot of crime, so we're not yeah. gonna deny that. But it's the fact that like there is no even the one black character they uh, they supposedly put in because they wanted to balance it all out. Because yeah. again, what they had done was like, "Hey, there's a black mob who wants justice, but yeah. they don't actually want justice. They just want to see this white guy burn." Yeah, is iffy, and I just like, and the lack of any ability to give nuances is is, is worse than any. Like even something like uh, Volunteers. Yeah. At least like I'm not saying the racism was funny in that film, but like there were. Funnier jokes told by characters who, well, are, you know, meant to be Vietnamese, not Vietnamese. Um, Laos, oh, Cambodia. Uh, oh man, I, apologies. <laughs> there we go. I can't remember where that film's set. It's set in either Vietnam, Cambodia, or Laos. I don't think it's Vietnam. I think it's Cambodia. I think it's Cambodia. I don't think it's any of those. But what, sure. What do you think it is? Ah, uh, I want to say Philippines. No, 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 no it's definitely not Philippines. Nope. Cool. <laughs> but then, anyway, Sweet. So basically, like, I think it's more questionable and actually less enjoyable. Than anything else, um, and I can see why he d- why this was the nadir of his career. Yeah,
0: um, so far. Yeah, so that 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 sucked. Um, Tom Hanks' performance out of five. One. Really,
1: I, I, don't d-
0: like... I don't think he's necessarily bad in this. He's just miscast.
1: I mean, uh, like... yeah, but I think that's but I think that's part of a performance. Like, yeah. can you do the performance? Is it's not his fault, but they cast it they, from top down. I think everything which comes around a performance which is how are you directed that affects your performance are you casting the right role as that you perform? all that kind of yep. stuff all of that is wrong so they get to put Tom Hanks he's not a bad actor but he was just the, the fundamentally wrong guy to play yeah, this yeah, and, they want, and, they, and they thought it was wrong
0: I mean I'd give it two um, I, I like the the, the manic Shooting sequence. I oh that no, that. was fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. I find that very fun. Um and then we have the Tom Hanks Dick Meter out of five. Uh six. Six, yeah, that's I yeah, believe yeah. the second six you've ever given. You gave a six uh, to him in the love boat, way back in episode
1: oh. two. Yeah. Well turns out you know how I really hate torture? Uh turns out I hate uh, this character more. So. Yeah, no that so gets so, off with it! He gets what, off with what, the crime! What you're saying, Alexander.
0: It's talk Just not that bad. And that's that's not what you're I'm saying. Saying. That's saying, that's not what I'm saying. people that, What you know. I'm saying is,
1: torture's the worst thing possible. <laughs> but There are some people even worse, <laughs> and it's Tom Hanks in this
0: film. I will join you at a six. Fucking awfully such a wanker. Um, and Alexander, is this film going in your Hanks bank?
1: It goes to Thailand. It goes to Thailand. Thailand. <laughs> oh dear, it's not <laughs> I told you it wasn't any of those. No, I know, I know. I, I apologise. Um, no, dear God, no, 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 no. no. If, if, if anyone like I, you know what? Really, take me off. On Amazon Prime, the rating for this is a 4.5 and 50 people average. <laughs> Who are giving this film fives? Uh No, yeah. you're wrong. You're wrong. It's not. No.
0: Yeah. No. It's got like a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: It's rough. That's better. A 4.5 on Amazon Prime. There are 50 idiots on Amazon Prime, and I want their names and numbers now. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, no, this isn't going in the This is real bad movie. It may be very angry to have to watch it. It may um, be the
1: worst so far, I think it's the worst on Hanks film. Oh yeah, absolutely!
0: Like definitely uh, the one Mases I've en- maybe the one I've enjoyed the least. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think like some like Maze of Monsters or um, He Knows You're Alone are probably worse they're films. Worse. They're, yeah, they're, they're but that's like what they're, they're more enjoyable.
1: They don't have this one has some int- some slightly fun sequence. It's, I say fun. They have some sequences where I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, yeah I've watched uh, I've watched a Lindsay Ellis video I can uh, I've, wa- I've watched every frame of painting I like this yeah sure <laughs> yeah. why not I can, I can see some merit in this That's what it's not meritless but the bo- the low the lows of enjoyability and the yeah. lows of quality are low
0: just, oh, yes don't don't ever watch this don't. film don't just don't don't do it so to, to yourself don't do it to yourself so um, if we can't make the aliens watch uh, Bumper Out of the Vanities this week we have to decide Al mm-hmm. as we do every week when sure. we don't put something in our hanks bank what what is going to save humanity? What are we going to show or tell or give to the aliens to, to you know, hold them off for a week? Say, don't... Look, okay, fine. We, we, we don't have a
1: film for you this week. Sure. But I've got you this. Okay, so... Uh, it's been, as Jamie has maybe suggested, it's been an awfully hot week in London. It's been awful. It's been uh, uncomfortable. Everyone's in offices. I've been a grumpy git the entire week because I'm in an office where my, when the air conditioning's not working well enough. I'm like... I hate everyone and everything. You all suck, and they don't all suck. That's 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 really harsh. What will save humanity this week? With this week is rain. Uh, I think <laughs> rain is amazing. I grew up in Scotland. I have a I have a, I have a deep love uh, for the Dreaks drizzle, and draw. Um, not draw, hole, um, and hole, uh, fog. Anyway, but uh, look, it's it's rain is amazing. The sound of rain against windows. Uh, the refreshing feeling of a warm rain. The overly chilly feeling of a cold rain. Uh, I will take rain for uh, uh, three hundred and sixty-five, sixty-four days of the year. Um, over this temperature, global warming is bad. Jamie, I just want some rain and some good British weather, sunshine. Mm-hmm. What's well,
0: um, well, saving humanity for me this week? Uh, it's golf. Yeah, uh, Let me let me explain to you. Um, as you can probably tell by uh, the way I speak and uh, the school that I've mentioned, I went to, and my vague general background, um, I like playing a little bit of golf. It's, it's, it's on brand for me.
1: Yeah. Master of the universe.
0: Yes, I am a master of the universe. Um, but I, I question anyone. Just get out there in the sunshine. I know you don't like the sunshine. Maybe not the sunshine quite as much as this week. No. But get out there in the sunshine. No. You've played a decent drive. About 150, 160 yards from the green. Pull out your 7-iron. It's a new set of clubs you've got on for your birthday.
1: Yeah.
0: And you hit it. And it strikes so sweet. You don't take any of a divot. You just smoothly strike the ball. It just goes exactly where you want. Smack bang on the green. You know you've got a birdie chance coming up. You know you've got a light, lovely 160-yard walk up to that green in the glorious sunshine. You've just got like a five-foot putt to sink it. That's what's going to save humanity this week. Now, missing that putt, (laughs) that's going to ruin my week. (laughs) But uh, but you don't get that putt. It's just that seven iron. I question anyone to hit that seven iron. Not feel a little bit happy about themselves. <laughs> so, that's us for Bonfire of the Fantasies this week. Uh, you can follow us on uh, at Pod on Twitter. You can follow me at Jamie P. Loxton. You can follow Al at Al underscore C's underscore stuff. Do your thing, Al, that you always do.
1: Right. I want you to go out of the street and just start screaming, download Banks for an hour at a time. If that fails... You just
0: called it Hank's Hank I just want to point that out. Hank's
1: Hanksbank. Sorry,
0: thank you. Um,
1: <laughs> then I want you to go on Reddit, and I want you to scream on all the Reddits and say, hey, watch chance the, the Hanks Banks. They're they called subreddits. We've been over this. No, they're, they're called the Reddits. Um, then I want you to go on all the 4chans and and just do the same thing. Then go on Twitter, and you're going to go on Twitter and be like, hey, I've already been on the Reddits and the 4chans and the 8chans, and I posted this. Please watch this here too. Go to your friends. You have friends. We know you do. Steal their phones, put it on their phones, and they will love you forever.
0: Now, Alexander, before we, uh, we uh, let our dear audience members go, we do actually have a discussion to have, uh, which is about our next episode. Sure. So our next episode... Uh, well, the next thing on Tom Hanks' IMDb is a film called Radio Flyer, where he plays, quote, older Mike and is uncredited. <laughs> Oof. Are we going to be reviewing Radio Flyer next week? Or are we going to be reviewing one episode of Tales from the Crypt? Uh, back then. Now, I do believe Alexander. Yeah. I do say at the beginning of this show, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. Yes. We do not say the things he's credited in. We do not say, you know, the sp- things that he's proud of. We do not say the full films. We do not say when he appears for more than 10 minutes. We say his entire IMDb. Now, I think this will actually come up. Multiple times Because there are other things he's in Where he's uncredited in two episodes of Band of Brothers As a French officer slash British officer um, He's also like... In- <laughs> In the music video for "Philadelphia" for "The Streets of Philadelphia" by Bruce
1: Springsteen, he's also in the music video for uh, "I Really Really Like You."
0: Yeah, he's also in. I don't know whether that's on his IMDb. The the Bruce Springsteen one is. He's also in like a TV series called "The Wonderful World of Disney" because he plays Woody. So this is the week out. This is the week we've got to decide. Are we reviewing?
1: Quite literally. Every single thing that has an IMDb entry. I want to say yes, but also because we have to record three episodes next week, they can be shorter episodes. Well,
0: to be fair, one of them's a TV series. It's only one episode. We should get through that pretty easily. And, you know, a film where he only plays a guy called Older Mike. Can be quite short. I feel like that's going to be not a very long episode. So look forward to next week when we have... A solid 15 to 20 minutes of intro stories A solid 30 minutes of show and historical context And then a four minute discussion of older Mike in Radio Flyer
1: Woo. And for me, Jamie, and my co-host Al There's one more ep in the bank Hanky, banky, banky, winky wanky, stanky oh. Danky, donkey Donkey Kong Donkey con. Hank's Bank